Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever read Animal Farm? No. It's an amazing book. You should read it. I have heard of it. You should have it because it's by George Orwell, so... Should we do one on him one day? Yes! He's my favourite author, did you know? I didn't know that, actually. Well, yeah, maybe you should. I do feel like me. I should know things like that. If someone asked me your favourite film, which I think I would know. I don't know my favourite film, though. Okay, that's fine. What's my favourite film? Something shit. Oh, uh, Love Actually. No. Mine's easy. I go on about it all the time. Clueless. No, you don't like that. I love Clueless. But mean Girls? Like, I love it, but no. Is it old? Mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club. Mm-mm. I haven't seen it. Uh, Lion King. Mm-mm. Okay, Casey, we'll talk about this in the car. It was Greece, by the way. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh, I knew. I really knew that as well. Hang your head in shame, but do the podcast first. So, Casey, hi. Hello. Uh, this is Be More Cleverer. It is a podcast in which myself, Jack, and this lady, Casey... Hello. I don't know who me. she is. She's a stranger. <laughs> but we attempt to learn things that we should probably know about, but don't. And in turn, you learn those things too. Mm-hmm. Last week, I asked you to learn about the radio. And then interestingly, you told me to go away and learn about this. So we've spoken all about radio, but there's one area which I haven't really covered. Okay. And I did that on purpose because mm. I knew that I was going to ask you to do this. Okay. I would like you to tell me, and I think this is quite pub quizzy, so I think it's important that we do this. Great. I want you to tell me all about the hit parade, the chart. Oh, fun. Yes. Or I want you to tell me all about it. Yeah, so that was a weird one. I knew that I was going to give you that before you gave me radio. And I was in two minds about giving you such a similar, kind of similar subject. But Mm -hmm. then it is very pub quiz. It's very pub quiz. Like that, like stuff about the chart and the hit parade always comes up, doesn't it? So I think it's important that we we go some, you know, and learn about this. We learn about it. So, where did you begin, my dear? So, okay, I know you're going to hate this. Oh, God. But I've kind of done it very... The the format's going to be really different this time. Okay. 
which I know format fills you with I dread. I hate the word format. Yeah, format. I, yeah, I know you hate that Ugh, word, but it's the only thing I could. word. But because because we're talking about numbers here, we're talking about guys. Get ready, the format is gonna be different. <laughs> you know it's gonna be. There's good. a format change. Well, I think it's important because the chart is all about numbers, right? Yeah. It's important that things were inputted correctly, and that. Are you going full Vorderman with it? I don't know what that means. And neither do I, but I'm going to go full... I'm going to go full Alan Freeman, and you'll learn about him uh. next. <laughs> so, Katie. Yes. I thought it was important to kind of get that big intro. Right. I'm going to give you the facts about the chart in a countdown kind of way. So we've got ten facts. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to kind of run them down. Do you want to know number ten? I mean, hit me. Let's crack on, shall we? I just want to also make you known that the hit parade was never a thing. It was a thing, but it's nothing to do with the official charts stop it isn't it no oh so uh i thought we'd just kick off with that but at number 10 let's get the uh start of the chart shall we mm-hmm. so katie the uk's official charts began back in november 1952 1952 yep the charts the charts okay when the publisher of the new music express that's enemy to you katie mm-hmm. and you, know, you. Well, it was the New Musical Express when I was uh, just a wee lad, 80 years ago. Uh, <laughs> the, the editor of the then New Musical Express was called Percy Dickens, and he decided that he needed some method to encourage sales and advertisers to buy the magazine. Okay. So he wanted a chart rundown which would change week to week, mm-hmm. th- therefore making it more enticing to buy. So he compiled the very first charts by phoning around all the retailers in London, in that there London, uh-huh. his master's voice, etc. Yes. Uh, and he would count up the number of sales in each store and put together like, a, an, ag- like an average chart. Okay. And voila, the UK singles chart was born. Oh my God, the timing of that music as you said that was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it is. It's like I planned it. That was mad. I've been working on that all week. Do you want to know the first number one ever? Yes, please. The first number one was Al Martino's Here in My Heart. Al Martino's Here in My Heart. Okay. That became the very first number one on the 14th of November, 1952. Okay. 1952. Okay. hmm November 1952. Uh, so, Katie, at number nine, mm-hmm. uh, the show destined to become the UK's first ever chart show, Bigger the Pops. Yeah. Uh, was launched on the BBC's Light programme. Really? Yep. Uh, it didn't feature any official charts in the beginning, which seems weird. Intriguing. Uh, but the presenter, Alan Freeman, who is the first ever chart presenter, okay. would refer to different top tens published in different music papers, if that makes sense. So he sort would go of. to NME and he would go to a magazine called Melody Maker and... The Record Mirror, which is not a great title. No, no wonder it's no longer here. Bums. And he would kind of refer to different charts, so mm-hmm. there wouldn't be one. So that was 1957. Mm-hmm. Then a year later in 1958, yeah. 
someone was like, it's probably best if we average them out, right? And it's they... kind of like comparing odds on betting sites or something, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose. Sort of like they're all kind of similar, I guess, but a bit different. So someone was like, let's average them out and get an actual just a top 10. Yeah. And they did that. Okay. At number eight, uh, confusingly, I'm going to talk about the first ever number one. Right. On the radio charts. Oh, so not Al Martino. Not... Is that what he was called? Al Martino? Good knowledge. Yes. Remem- yeah. m- memory, really. You told me about three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Good memory, lady. So the first ever radio number one mm-hmm. in the charts was uh, destined to become a million chart hit. A million seller. A million seller. It was Bill Haley and his comets with... Rock around the clock tonight. Yes. That one. Yeah, that became the UK's... around the clock tonight. That Tonight. became stop it. Sorry, <laughs> that became um, yeah number one, and it went on to become a top ten smash on five separate occasions. Wow! In 1955, to, to... in 1956, in 1968, wow. and 1974. I wonder what prompted the resurgence of that particular track. Interesting, right? The same track. Same track. Intriguing. Number seven. Seven. It's a re- seven. We're going to talk about record breaker Elvis. Elvis, I've heard of him. Elvis Presley scored his first UK number one with All Shook Up. All Shook Up, okay, his first UK number one. Yeah, in 1957. 1957, okay. Elvis has the record for Mm. the most number one singles ever. In the UK? Mm Mm-hmm. A grand total of 22 to date. Really? 22 number ones. I didn't. I feel like I would know that. I feel like I would know He's that. He's had the most UK number ones. Yep. 22. 22. Gosh. In 1961, Elvis became the first artist to hold the top spot in the official singles and album charts. Do you remember when he like stormed the charts again like 10 years ago and it was so annoying? So annoying. Didn't, he, didn't they release like an... a little more action B. It wasn't even that. That's the, the JML remix, isn't it? Yeah. But it was like... They brought out all his original, his old records again for some reason. It was like, why are you doing this? Oh, yeah, and yeah. And he was at number one loads. And it was like, stop it. Go away. Yeah, go on. Down at six, much like the ratings, it's Top of the Pops. Yeah. So Top of the Pops was first broadcast on Wednesday, January the 1st, 1964. I would love to see that. We should watch that. I would like to see that. On a little old telly. Let's go do it. Um, and it was based around a top 20 Mm-hmm. In the first ever episode of Top of the Pops, the Rolling Stones performed. Mm-hmm. Pretty sick, right? Amazing. And they opened with their number 13 hit, I Want to Be Your Man. Was Fern Cotton presenting it then too? <laughs> Shockingly not. <laughs> I feel like she's Here always... Reggie. I can't <laughs> imagine. <laughs> um, so they performed and they opened Top of the Pops, but didn't get to number one. They were at number 13 that week. And the Beatles in that first episode had six records in the top 20, including I Want to Hold Your Hand, which is at number one. Excellent. Well done, then. Number five. Number five. Number five. The big top five now, everybody. We're in the top five, and this one is especially dear to my heart. It's BBC Radio One. BBC Radio One, which we spoke about at length last time. We did. Time. I'm going to touch a little bit on that. As we know from last week, BBC Radio One took to the air for the first time at 7am on September 30th, 1967. Mm-hmm. Flowers in the Rain by The Move was the first track played by the launch DJ, your friend and mine, 
Tony Blackburn. Tony Blackburn. Ooh, Tony Blackburn. Tony Blackburn. Hello, welcome to the uh, hip new sounds of BBC Radio 1. Yeah, oh, very good. Uh, Pick of the Pops with Alan Freeman moved from your favourites, the BBC's light programme. Mm-hmm. It moved over to BBC Radio 1. You're obsessed with Alan Freeman. The first ever number one on BBC Radio 1 was Engelbert Humperdinck's... The, the best l- name. The Last Waltz. Find what? me a better name that's ever existed than Engelbert Humperdinck. Regina Falange. No, not one. Fluella Benjamin. I knew you were going to say Fluella Benjamin. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Or Fenella Fudge. Lady Colin Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I like this game. This is a good game. It's a good game. Um, <laughs> uh, I've always had time for Fatima. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A whip bread. Oh my God, that's <laughs> a really, really good one. <laughs> I want to know one more. One more for fun. One more for fun. Come on, you got to end on a high. Hmm. Ed Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Checkmate. Continue. Engelbert Humperdinck's last waltz was the hump's second million seller of the year. Wow. Fair, fair play to Engelbert. Katie, who's been your favourite chart show presenter on BBC Radio 1? Um, Jamila Jamil? No. I was, uh, Joel from JK and jo- No. Wes? Uh, <laughs> um, my favourite chart presenter. Mm? Uh, genuine. Yeah. Um, you can say Jamila Jamil. <laughs> Shut up. Let's go for JK and Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Not Vern and Reggie. Let's go for Fern and Reggie then, sure. Because Reggie is, yeah. They're all, <laughs> they're all, they're all great. They're all great. They're all great. So very talented people. Let's let's move on to number four. Number four is all about the cassette. The cassette. In 1983, in the charts, a new system was introduced when the cassette started to be counted for chart sales. Before that, it wasn't counted. Right. Uh, So they were incorporated into the charts. The concept of the chart rules were also invented for the first time, which seems mad. 30 years later, they finally had like a a set of rules as to how you could enter the charts. This only became a thing in 1983. The industry decided to not count releases that were sold with gifts. Um, I didn't know that singles used to be released with gifts. Did you know that? What sort of gifts? So like... Um, like t-shirt giveaways, cuddly toys, sweets would be given out with singles, so you'd buy them. I remember I got an All Stars CD once for the Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> the land so of cool. make believe. <laughs> remember that? Sorry, I got distracted. Carry on. You're gonna love this one, Katie. Number yeah. three. Number top three. It's a '90s showdown. <laughs> Stop it. Katie, why are the years 1995 and 1996 important for the chart? Um, Because there were loads of good songs. Yes. Yes. Uh, Battle of the Boy Bands? Yes! No, was it? Yes. Yes. I want to say they'd probably be a bit miffed to be called boy bands, but... 
But they were. They were. Okay. In 1995, one of the most memorable races for number one of all time happened when Britpop rivals Blur and Oasis battled it out for the top spot. Oh, they're not boy bands. I know. You but... can't, yeah, I know. Okay, the Britpop battle. The, the Brit rivalry. Pop battle. Uh, Country House and Roll With It went head to head for the official number one spot. Who won? Oh, I did know this. Uh, so I'm covering your paper, I'm not a cheat. Uh, Oasis or Blur? I'm going to say Blur. Correct! Yay! Blur won, and Country House sold 274,000 copies compared to Oasis's 216,000. Oh, so quite a lot more. Quite a lot more. A lot more. Number two! Why are you doing that? Why do you think I'm doing that? Oh, X Factor. Yeah, so everything changed in the noughties. Yes. When the launch of ITV's Saturday Night Talent Shows became a thing. Boo. Well, not be- boo. What was before X Factor? Uh, Pop Stars the Rivals? No. Pop Idol? Yeah, Pop yeah. Idol. Uh, Will Young and Gareth Gates both arrived on the scene. Oh, didn't they, though? Didn't they? Who was your fave? Gareth. Really? Yes. Will Young won. Of course you know that. I wasn't going to test you because obviously you knew that. It's classic Katie Budden knowledge. I remember when that final took place and we were all convinced that Gareth was going to win. And my stepmom just then turned around to us and she was like, I actually think that Will's going to win. And she went over and sat on the other sofa. Like 10 minutes later, my stepsister said, yeah, I think Will's going to win. She sat on the other sofa. Like it literally divided our family. It's the... It was really weird. It was the early noughties Hillary and Trump. I mean, in many ways, yes. In many ways. Uh, I don't know if Will Young would appreciate that, (laughs) 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 to be honest with you. Uh, But did you know that Will Young's Evergreen Mm -hmm. scored the biggest ever first day and first week sales for a non-charity record? Good fact. In the first day, it sold over 400,000 copies. That's a crap song, isn't it? Uh, And that shows when... So that was the first day... And in the first week, it sold 1.1 million copies. So only like half more. So OVS X Factor comes next. Yep. Kind of holds on for that mm-hmm. Christmas number one spot for a long time. Until 2009. Right. What happened in 2009? Rage Against the Machine. Yes. yes. I knew you'd be good at this bit. They beat Joe McEldry, who you... had sung The Climb. You're right. There was a protest against the X Factor when a... <laughs> A couple from Essex, I didn't know that these are who started it. A couple from Essex, John and Tracy. John and Tracy. Literally their names. Launched a Facebook campaign pitching Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of, mm-hmm. a great song, against X Factor winner, you said it, Joe McEldry's Joe The Climb, which was a Miley Cyrus song, right? Yeah. Which Can I think... almost see it, this dream of Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Which one won? Uh, Rage Against the Machine won. Rage Against the Machine won. We all remember where we were when that happened. I do. I was in the car with my dad. I was in the car with my mum. Ah, nice time. Yeah, that was a big big deal. That was like, whoa, not everyone is obsessed with X Factor anymore. Thank God. Whoa, Facebook is really powerful. Yes. (laughs) That was like a a Facebook campaign. Rage Against the Machine won and it sold 500,000 copies compared Mm. to Joe McElroy's 450,000. Same. Katie, are you ready for the biggie? Yes. It's the number one. Da, 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 da. No, but you've got to do a ten to one now and go back through all of them word for word. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. Please don't do that. Nobody wants that. Go back and listen to them. It's a new entry at number one and it's a biggie. <laughs> Is it? 
Casey, I'm going to quickly talk to you about the future of the charts. Right. Where are we headed? Where are we going? I don't know. What, us or the chart? The chart and us. We can talk about us in the car. In the car that we don't have on the tube. In one of the biggest changes to the official singles charts ever, Katie, Mm -hmm. streaming was added to the rundown. And didn't that cause a kerfuffle? Didn't it? Um, One, so from July of last year, Mm -hmm. streams became counted. Mm -hmm. So for every 100 streams, that equaled one sale. One chart sale. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. So a download and a physical purchase is the same. same. But yeah. a stream is 100 to... Is a hundredth of one of those. Okay. Yeah. So among the services polled mm-hmm. in initially were Spotify, Deezer, Napster and O2 Tracks. I mean, we all love all of those, right? We all love, we all love Deezer. What about like Apple Music and stuff like that? It is now counted, but initially it wasn't. Ah, okay. Tidal? Uh, Tidal is also now counted. Oh, okay. At the time was not. Okay. Uh, what do you think is the biggest selling download of all time in the UK? Biggest selling? Just oh download. Oh, God. I remember the first song to go to number one when downloads were counted. What was that? Crazy by Niles Barkley. Yes, good I knowledge. remember that. Um, I don't know. Pharrell Williams is happy. Oh, that's not surprising. Well, you didn't guess it, so it's surprising. <laughs> Dull. Shut up. But you know what else is surprising is that he features on all three of the biggest selling songs of all time. Right. Happy so, is followed by... Uh, Get Lucky. Yeah, which is followed by... Uh, when was it released? Re- oh, um, Bloodlines. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Which now everyone hates it. It's kind of blacklisted. Uh, I mean, all of those songs. If any of those songs came on, I'd be like... Ugh. I'd leave. Yeah. <laughs> in another massive change to the chart last year, it moved from being published on a Sunday mm-hmm. to being published on a Friday. Which I like. I like that. I like that because you get the new music on a Friday now. I really like that a lot. And the current host of the UK official chart is... Greg James. Greg James. Greg James. Greg James. Greg James. Greg James. So where next, Katie? Don't know, mate. Don't know. Do you know? I don't know. None of us There's know. There's no answer, but... But streaming's on and it meant that Drake was number one for ages. Absolutely. Yeah. So. There you go. The chart. That's the chart in a, wrapped up in a top ten. Wrapped up in a little parcel. Okay, Katie. Yeah. I think it's time for me to give you a little topic. Hit me. For episode seven. Stop it. The penultimate. The penultimate. God, are we there already? So, Katie, this is a weird one. Oh, God. And it's kind of irrelevant now. Good. But it really was a thing for a long time. Right. So, and I don't know why. I don't get it. People just said it. It was the Brexit of the time. It's not Brexit, is it? It's not Brexit, don't worry. I don't know if I can tackle that. After all we've been through this year. It's not Brexit. Okay. But it's something that was caused mass panic. Right. I would like you to tell me <laughs> yeah. all about yeah. what the hell the Millennium Bug was about. Why do you care? Why? <laughs> what was it? Why? Why are we laughing so much? I don't know. <laughs> We've finally lost it. Yeah, you want to know why do you care? I want to know why do you care? Why do you care? Why do you care? What was it? 
Why did it cause so much panic? And what happened? What happened? The Millennium Bug. Oh, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to grab onto it with both hands and tackle it like the monster it is. I'm buzzing for this. The Millennium Bug. Can't flipping wait. See you in the year 2000? Not much has changed except we've got over it. <laughs> Buzzing. Can't wait. Bugging out. Bye. See, see you then. See you then. Party like it's 1999. Shut up. If there's something that you want to learn all about, or if you've found out something like mad that you want to tell us about, like a really good bit of trivia or something, because we do really like that, uh, you can email it to us uh, at ble- uh, you can email it to us at be more cleverer at gmail.com or you can tweet us at be more cleverer. Geven maakt gelukkig. Daarom vind je bij Dio heel veel inspiratie voor de mooiste en voordeligste cadeaus voor de feestdagen. Dio, je beste zelf.